Hey guys, welcome back to another FPL Juice Show Daily Juice podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hope your arrows are green so far this week. Still, obviously, that Man United versus Leeds game to come, which is going to be very, very interesting. Um, that will be on Wednesday night. So we're recording the FPL Juice show tomorrow, it's Tuesdays, as always. So make sure you join us with that, where we'll try and keep your hopes alive for a, an extra green arrow. But a lot of people, Rashford triple captaincy has paid off this week. Myself... Played the wild card, so as famously proven in last week's show, could not hit the triple captain. So I just captain Rashford, but I'll still take it. Pretty pleased with it. Um, now, what's going to be interesting is Leeds today have finally got round to sacking Jesse Marsh. So will there be a new manager bounce for Leeds? Are we going to see the likes of Bamford turn up? Um, obviously, they're struggling. For form, you can understand why they pulled the trigger on him and made that decision. It's a shame it hasn't worked out for him because does seem like a good guy. Um, and we're also seeing Nathan Jones under pressure as well. So maybe Southampton uh, might be the latest team to also get rid of their manager. But we'll see how that plays out. I'm sure we'll be discussing that and more on tomorrow's FPL Juice show. So where to start? At the moment, I think one of the key things for FPL is going to be really navigating these blank game weeks coming up. Um, of course, we know now that you're going to see Brentford, Brighton, Man United and Newcastle all blanking in that game week 25. I think it's very, very key to get your squad in order for that upcoming blank. I was on wildcard. At one point, I was going in with loads of Man United assets, loads of Newcastle assets, double Brighton. Um, I think we need to start strategizing now. Unless you're going to play your free hit, you really don't want to overload. I got away with one this week because I did have um, double before the wildcard Newcastle, and even triple as I thought about doing it, coming out of it. But I've just kept Trippier with one eye on that blank game week because you're going to want to swap players in and out before that anyway. Likewise with Brighton, um, I had Ferguson, decided to get rid of him early uh, for the Bamford pump, which so far hasn't worked out, but we'll see. But also Matoma, I think you don't really want more than one uh, Brighton player at the minute potentially um, and of course Man United we've all gone in hard for this double game week however maybe it is time to look at dropping the likes of Shaw look at dropping Bruno maybe just keep Rashford because I do think it's going to be really really tough to keep your team balance and, and make sure you've got enough players on that blank game week if you are holding the likes of Luke Shaw. There's plenty of good defenders, um, you know, in the game to pick from. Yes, Luke Shaw's, uh, you know, providing value, certainly from an attacking point of view as well. However, it's not really happening for a lot of uh, the other assets. So there's no one essential there I think you really need to hold on with. Um, one thing I was going to say that I've seen a lot of people gravitating towards, uh, obviously with the double game week coming up, it's the Man City and Arsenal double game week. Um, it's going to be a really tough couple of fixtures for both teams. Yes, um, obviously Aston Villa at home is a nice fixture for Man City. However, their defence at the minute is not cutting it. You know, we've seen Kevin De Bruyne again rested this week. Um only getting 31 minutes in a cameo. That's really, really frustrating for owners. Haaland's the only really standout option for me. Uh, a lot of people go Mares, but again, can you rely on him to get those, those minutes? I don't think so. I think it really is a case of weighing up who the most essential player is from that team. 
And I do think it's Haaland at the minute. No surprises there. It's such an obvious thing to say. But it's a great, great pick. Um, for the rest of them, I see a lot of people going to Kanji. I see a lot of people um, like myself have got Edison at the minute. But to be honest, it's been very disappointing. We've only seen a, a couple of clean sheets in the last 10 games. Um, they're just not what they were. And obviously the loss against Spurs, who are, have not been in a good run of form at all. So to see them lose... At Spurs was obviously they will be very very disappointed with that. Um, as far as Arsenal are concerned, they'll be delighted that their rivals have done them a favour. However, I would not be investing in a double City defence, which I've seen a lot of people doing. A lot of people going for Ake, a lot of people going for Akanji. Um, I just don't think it's the right time for them. They don't look like the team they were. Um, you know, we've seen people persevering with Liverpool assets all year, and it's not it's not working out for them. City. Yes, uh, you know, they're still second in the league. They're a great team, but there's no one really standing out. You're playing a lottery up front, um, you know, across those kind of winger positions. The steady ones that you know you're going to get points from in midfield, you know, De Bruyne, even he's not safe from rotation, certainly in the double game week with tough Champions League fixtures to navigate. I'm just not going to be, uh, you know, diving in. I think the double, my double of Edison and Haaland that's enough for me. I'm not going to be looking to, to do any more than that. So I would say just keep your eyes on those blank game weeks. Don't dive in with doubles and trebles on teams that are then going to cause you a problem in a few game weeks time unless you strategize to use your free hit. Um, other news in the FPL community. We saw today that uh, winners of FPL, um, you know, I think uh, FPL teddy bears Michael Coon is... You know, we had him on the show when he won just after. Um, and same, Jamie Piggott last year uh, came on the show. Fantastic achievement to come first out of nearly 10 million people, um, you know, those guys. They're not getting their prizes, though. You know, they're requesting to go and see Premier League games. They can't get them. Um, you know, you can't even get a copy of, copy of FIFA 22 or whatever it was at the time. So it's madness. It's madness. But hopefully the people at FPL Towers will take notice and uh, they've been getting tagged in a lot of tweets over the last 24 hours people demanding justice as it were so <laughs> let's see if that works right um elsewhere in terms of fpl i think let's see how the rest of this game week plays out we've got other news we think city well we know they've been charged with a numerous uh, breaches of financial fair play that could really go one way or the other but to be honest with you we've seen it all before with barcelona and psg and all of these teams, nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. They won't do anything. They'll give them a little fine. Do not worry. The only thing that I would say it might affect things is Pep Guardiola seems to be quite, um, um, hold his morals in quite high uh, regard in terms of how he deals with things. He's put himself on the line previously and said that he's been assured that all the owners have done everything correctly. The worry is, if it hasn't, and he feels like he's been lied to, that could further affect the team morale and how he perceives his position at the club. But we'll be keeping an eye on that uh, as, as the story develops. But certainly, um, you know, I don't think it's going to... I don't think... We, we won't see point deductions. You know, we just won't. It's Man City and the Premier League want to protect their brand at all costs and uh, protect the big clubs. So I don't think, uh, you know, that's going to have too much effect on things. Um, in terms of 
the players that we saw make their debuts at the weekend. Certainly Mudrick uh, will be disappointed. I brought him in on my team. Didn't play him. Put him on the bench because I thought he's more one for the future. But certainly hasn't. Uh, didn't produce in that 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 45-minute cameo. But we'll be hoping for bigger things going forward. And I'm, sh- I'm sure his quality will shine through. Um, Pedro Porra at Tottenham as well. Again, I've gone for him in the wild card as a bit of a, uh, a differential. Certainly, I think in time, he looks a very, very attacking fullback, just what Tottenham need and how Conte likes to play. So let's see, it could really could really work out for him. Um, although I've got a feeling I might just bottle it and go back to a Chelsea, uh, no, Badia Shele or, or one of those ones just to try and go solid and collect a few clean sheets because Chelsea also seem like they're somehow keeping clean sheets, even with Kepper in goal, who keeps getting continuous bonus and continuous um, you know, clean sheets out when you watch him play, it just seems like he's all over the place. So I don't know how he's doing it, but fair play. Uh, guys, that's pretty much it for me today. But do join us tomorrow for the FBL Juice show, 6pm on YouTube. If you haven't already, please do go and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all the socials. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to catching up with you guys tomorrow at 6pm. Have a good one.